Welcome to this bonus episode of the Uptime Wind Energy Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Hall, president of WeatherGuard Lightning Tick, and I'm here with Wind Power Labs, Joel Saxon. And Joel, you and I were talking about all the different robot options on the blade repair mm -hmm. side. And in the spring gets closer. There's a lot of research going into these companies. And we thought it, it's a good time to, to highlight them and discuss where their strengths are and maybe where their weaknesses mm -hmm. are. And if you're, in a, if you're in the market for like a leading edge repair, what are some of the things you should consider on these, from these robot companies? Yeah, absolutely. As, as it's February, right? So in most of the Northern hemisphere or the further Southern hemisphere, right now is the time everybody's getting, getting geared up for the spring to let loose and repair season to start. Um, you know, if you're one of those, those lucky companies or lucky asset owners that gets to work on their turbines year round, you don't have that pain. But uh, I know all of my counterparts in the industry and, and friends that I talk to are deep into the tender process. And even at this point in time, right, it's February 10th today. So the tenders are, they're coming out, right? They're coming out with, with uh, decisions because uh, you're, you're starting to get, if you haven't got your tender in back in, you know, December or January, it's getting slim pickings for for blade techs. So, yeah. like we like we talk about a lot on the show, uh, as the blade technician pool gets, it, it's it's hard to build it. It gets smaller and smaller as the uh, the global fleet grows. So, all of these companies that are starting to develop robots uh, for whether it's just for leading edge repair or something that has classically been uh, a technician job, like uh, like the Valero guys doing the uh, LPS um measurements and there i mean other than that you've got to send guys on ropes to do that and it becomes very expensive and very time consuming you can't get that much done now doing it with a drone makes makes a huge difference so uh a lot of guys out there or a lot of companies out there coming up with new solutions and uh i think there's some that are a little bit earlier in the game and a little bit uh, more developed and have been out in the field getting some some time up on blades and uh, those guys are just like when we started the, you know, the first autonomous drones out there. There was a lot of people kind of working on it. And then, of course, you know, like our, 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 the people that we know over at SkySpecs, they jumped out and started just just hammering away once they had a really good solution. And they, they quickly became the, the top of the heap as far as um, inspection numbers. I think we're going to start to see that here soon with the robots as well. Yes. Yeah, so the, you know, I think the industry leader right now in terms of at least public relations and maybe even contracts mm -hmm. is uh, erroneous, mm -hmm. be, be my guess. Uh, they're all, all over the world. And they have they, their robots do many different things, right? Uh, they have done LPS measurements. They've made a lot of LPS measurements. Mm -hmm. uh, they've done some repairs. They've done some blade cleaning, tower cleaning. Mm -hmm. So they have a, a multi-purpose robot where the other solutions tend to be more focused Uh it, let's just kind of break it down a little bit. So yeah. if I wanted to do a leading edge repair, what mm -hmm. are what are my options today? So your options today, leading edge repair would be Aronis, of course. Um, yep. They're limited to just the leading edge. And of course, they've got some other robots. They got a bunch in their fleet, right? They could do internal inspections. They have little right. crawlers and stuff. But So leading edge, you've got Aronis. You've got Rope Robotics. Um, the, the Vestas group that or the Vestas funded group of blade robots that just came out from, from their... I don't know what you want to call that one incubator or whatever. Uh, they're, they're doing some, some LEP stuff as well, but they're brand new, right? Like rope robotics and it's been around for three years around us a little bit longer than that even. But I think, I think rope robotics has got a little bit of the corner of the market as far as been around a little bit longer doing LEP stuff. But, uh, 
Aronis has got more time up tower on the robots. Uh, other than that, you have, you know, there's a, the, the Dutch group uh, Airtub that's building some things, but I don't think they're quite commercially ready, right? They're in the testing phases. Um, Cl Clobotics, same thing. I think their first iteration of a robot is going to be leading edge repair, but I think they're more in the um, the early stages. Uh, Blade Bug, but Blade Bug is more, they're more towards inspection and NDT, uh, a fantastic NDT delivery tool, right? Because it can pinpoint where you want to go, but they're not into the... Uh, Inspect or the LEP repair plays. So rope robotics, Aronis, um, are your two really right now from 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 what I can see in the market. And the products are using to apply to the blades. They differ on uh, Aronis has chosen Axo Noble, and uh, rope robotics is using Technos, right? So they're just yep. two different manufacturers yep. of, of of repair material. If you have a particular blade, is there any reason why either one of those would not work? Does it matter all that much? You know, it's it's all in rigging, right? So how at, or how quick they can move and how easily they can move up. They they do it a little bit differently, right? Like the Rope Robotics robot right. is hey, uses suction to stick to the side of the blade, whereas the Aronis robot uses more. And I'm not 100 percent sure on these ones, so don't don't crucify me, Danis Cruz and team. Um, but they have the the taglines with the automatic kind of motors that 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 help move it. So it, either sure. either one of them, if you're using the first question that they're going to ask is what exact model of turbine are you using? What's the tower height? Uh, because uh, and and because they need to know the geometry of the way the nacelle fits with the spinner, fits with the hub, fits with the blades. Because I know like rope robotics when they're rigging on certain platforms, it's really easy. Boom, you connect to the to the D-rings uh, up on the top of the nacelle, over the, throw the lines over the hub, comes down, and you shoot right up. Some of the other ones are a little bit more difficult. You have to come underneath or, or poke a hole in the nacelle or something like that, that sort. So there's it's, it's all in how the rigging goes. Um, and then, of course, because all of them have, you know, they're coming, they're, you know, coming from the ground up. Um, I don't believe, and don't quote me on this, but I don't believe any of them have really specifically nailed down a process for offshore that is spot on no not yet because you need not yet I, yeah not, it's still a prototype and what i've seen is still mm -hmm. a prototype and there, we don't have a lot of wind turbines in the state so you and i wouldn't see it yeah. <laughs> I'm sure in, yeah. in the yeah. north sea there's a lot of activity yeah. there they, they may have a lot more knowledge of that yeah. we, just, we just haven't seen it yeah i know the rope robotics crew right now as well like they're they started as an lep um, robot with that techno solution, but they're a part of a project that's I think funded by the EU, maybe EU DPR or something like that, but uh, some foundation, but there's a bunch of other players in it that they're actually going to be doing like a, a robot that can do scarfed repairs. Um, and they're using some, some, they've got an AI group in there to, to help them with that as well. So they're, they're taking their robot that does leading edge right now and expanding its, you know, solutions it's offerings like aronis did the same thing aronis can apply the phase break nine ice you know anti-icing coating with theirs they can do all kinds oh, of different yeah, things right. right 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 so yeah the anti-ice de-ice coating mm -hmm. the only one i've seen do that so far is aronis in terms of an application robot uh, otherwise it's a technician yep. based system yep right so if, you, if we're talking about blade structural repairs what are your options right now yeah sort of non-leading edge stuff is it all just focus on leading edge in terms of repair as it sits right now commercially available i think it's all leading edge um the only thing else on the okay. list that could probably help as well like i know the rope robotic solution because they use that technos um 
Technoblade 9000. It ha it's a filler and LEP and uh, like all in one. Right, so they can do okay. a leading edge. If you can put your fist through it, they can't do it. Of course, right? That's then you're structural, and <laughs> you need to get some technicians up there to fix that. But if you're down, if you're above like the surface mat, you, you can get those guys to fill in and an LEP coat quite a bit, like a surprising amount. When you show them some inspection images, you'd be surprised at at what they can actually take on Martin and Christine and the team over there. Um, you know, another thing to think about here: no matter who you engage with um is is just this is knowing what their capabilities are like if you bring the aronis team on site right. man they can check your lps they can clean the tower clean the blades put a you know possibly put some lep on do a ice de-icing coating i guess to to an operator to mobilize one team to do all of that stuff that's pretty amazing right you know when it comes to right. st structural repairs blade bug is your answer to, to get into those a little bit right so if you want to know hey we've got a bad repair here but we don't, you know, or we have a bunch of turbines that we need to check this, this certain thing on. They can get up there up tower and do some NDT uh, looks as well, a bit faster probably than um, some rope access guys can. So they can help in that, but they can't do the, the repair itself. I, I want to switch gears a little bit and mm -hmm. talk to Lightning Protection Systems and what is offered today. You know, we, we talk a lot about LPS systems need to be measured in some parts of the world it's required you mm -hmm, need to measure mm -hmm. it in the states not so much but we're finding such a mostly erroneous is published data where like 20 percent of the lps systems are not functional the resistance is too high or it's broken internally it right. seems to be a good number of those what are you what are the options there in terms of lps who, who could you offer to to get out there besides a technician to go measure a bunch of lps systems well i know that you've seen a lot of, if you you know follow linkedin or any press releases and stuff right now the valero uh drone uh they've been out doing some lps measurements and they've been partnering with up with sky specs i mean sky specs is a massive massive pool of uh, of clients right so it's a great vehicle for valero to get in there and, and do it but they've got a really cool if you look if you're into drone technology the way that their drone works is kind of nothing like you've ever seen before the whole the whole body of the drone can rotate as well as the rotors themselves. So then you can get at certain angles to your, to angles of incidence as you call it like, right? So if you're measuring an NDT or something on a yeah. tank, they can go in at any angle um, and get a contact measurement. So that leads directly to, okay, no matter what angle the blade is at, we can get in there and get a good contact measurement. So they're doing LPS via drone. Um, that's an option. I think that's probably the quickest one, right? Aronis has got the LPS measuring um, robot, but they've got to uh, rig up with the taglines and all that stuff. So it's if you're having sure. if you have Aronis on site doing some other things, it's probably fantastic. Hey, just swap that you know modular head out, do the LPS measurements while you're up there. Uh, but I think Valero is probably the fastest one uh, on this list that we're staring at. I could see Bladebug possibly offering that in the future. Uh, but I don't think they do yes. right now. So that would make sense for Bladebug to do it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But in all in all these measurements, uh, I prefer just because I'm an electrical engineer. I prefer to do a four four point measurement instead of the two point measurement. So a four point measurement takes the the measurement leads and all the meter and accuracies out of the picture, mm. and you get a real accurate uh, resistance value for the down conductor and all the connections inside the blade. Aronis is definitely four point. I've watched that robot work. I did do a double check on the Valero system. It actually is a four-point system. There you so go. Valero and Aronas are using a four-point system, mm -hmm. and that's good. 
You know, not to be missed here as well, Alan, is uh, we're talking robots. So, you know, we're, we're more focusing on uh, robotics rather than drones here, but internal inspections. So whether it's with a cage drone, whether it's with a crawler or something of that sort. So when, when right. the wind power lab side, we, we do the cage drone thing and then do the analysis of it. Um, but we also use all kinds of other things. I've talked with the Ronas on some stuff as well. But visually, you can look internally a lot and see what's going on with the LPS system, right? We've seen a ton of them. Old like the GE one fives where they just have like an aluminum bar. Well, that blade right. the blades flex, right? So if you have a bar in there, eventually over time, boop, they pop connections, and you see a lot of them. It's really surprising yeah. uh, how many open circuits we actually do find uh, doing internal inspections uh, on LPS systems without even doing the an actual elect electrical test. And then the last one I want to hit on here is ultrasonic inspection of the composite structure, mm -hmm. which is be going to become a big player just yeah. because the types of failures we're seeing on blades, and especially when we get offshore, doing ultrasound on a blade is not the easiest thing in the world to do. No. So if you can automate it via a robot, mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense. So what are, what are your options there today? Well, Force Technology is a Danish company, and Force Technology saw, mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they've been around a long time. They've been doing stuff, aerospace, oil and gas, pipelines, all the above. They're a big NDT company. They right. put out a lot of good products. We've used them in the past at Power Lab to do some RCA stuff, uh, but they're working on a robotic solution to be able to go up tower as well. Uh, I'm not sure along the development stage where they're actually at with it, but I know they're working on it. Um, otherwise, blade bug as well, right? If you if you want if you need to do NDT up tower with a robot today, call Chris and uh, Stacy from Blade Bug, and they can get you up there. Um, they're using a system which is really cool. Uh, we've we've dove into this one before as well. Is uh, it's the Dolpha Tech system, NDT system. Um, so, uh, and if you want to know more about the actual Dolpha Tech system, blade bug guys aren't the answer, right? You call, call the actual, uh, NDT company, but they've, they've done it to the point where they put the blade, they put the, the robot up on the tower, had the NDT basically box and head, uh, modularly doing measurements and remotely connected to an NDT expert offsite. So you can get a, you know, because NDT experts are very difficult to come by that are certified and are good at their job uh, and know what they're looking at, especially in blades, because in blades with composites, you're all the different layers and you're into carbon, then you're into a balsa, then you're into foam and you're into, you know, all these different things. And it's hard to get a baseline. If you know anything about NDT or, or UT testing in the audience here, you know that you can't. Or not that you can't. It's difficult to understand exactly what you're looking at unless you have something to baseline test it off of. And what I mean by that is like if you're testing steel, you want to get the same kind of steel that you know is an inch thick and you test your probe beforehand and go, okay, now we're calibrated. This is an inch thick. We can go to work and then we can see the differences. So in composites, it's very difficult to, to do that. So that's why it's great to have someone that is, and because of in a blade, the composite structure changes from inch to inch. Right, it's different. Yes, everywhere. Like if you can put your arms out and, yeah. and lay it on a blade, the composite structure is going to be different from arm to tip to finger to finger. So if you have a really good expert that you can dial into while you're taking the test, it's an amazing solution. So Bladebug has done that with Dolphatech, where they have downsized the the stuff going up tower to just put the basically the uh, transducer head and the, their what they call their black box. And, you know, there's their secret sauce mm -hmm. inside of it. Um, and right. then it feeds back to either on the ground uh, with an NDT tech on the ground and someone else running the robot, or you can actually, you know, offsite remotely. So that that's those are your solutions right now um, that I know of uh, that we've been talking to. 
so in, in terms of, uh, you know, scheduling some of these robot companies, yep. how far do you think they're out in time? If, if I had a blade that say I had a blade, I need some LPS measurements or a farm I needed some LPS measurements on how far out in time am I talking about just for scheduling purposes? Well, I know that erroneous with part of their, their, uh, push or not push with their newfound capital as well. The 38 or 39 million that they got this fall. Part of that plan, I think was to ramp up with the, uh, capability of the rope or the, of the robots. So it was to get more in right. the fleet. I know rope robotics as well. Rope robotics right now, I think it's got 10 complete systems that they can mobilize around the world. Um, and, and they're in the midst of, uh, growing as well. So, uh, so it's a lot of people are looking at, because this is early stage technology, right? You're still kind of, let's do a trial. Let's take a peek at it. So, like, I, I don't know if there's any massive campaigns amongst them. I don't know if I, I, I we would have to, to, to contact them. But I would say if you wanted to right now this summer, get one of these systems up on on Blade, the either LPS system check or clean a tower or have Rope Robotics do some LEP or or uh, Blade Bug do some NDT or even like the, the new Vestas group do something for you. Uh, right. I say that one might be a little bit more difficult because I'm thinking Vestas is going to tie that thing up internally. Uh, they're, they're blade robots because they've of course got a lot of things to maintain in the world. Um, I would say that if you contact these guys in the next few weeks, they would all be grateful to get out there this, this spring or, or early summer to at least get a trial going and, and show you what their, their capabilities are. Um, I think that gets us into another point too, Alan, that, uh, I always like to touch on here is, um, it's difficult to go to the field with robotics. So, yes. you know, my past life was uh, a lot of subsea engineering, uh, which is full of new robotic technology every week. Um, if, if you're into robots and you haven't looked at anything that's going subsea right now, check it out. It's so cool. Um, like just go Gemini ROV to, from Technique FMC. Look at that thing and the technology in it. It's, it's wildly amazing. Um, but that, that transfer to go from academic funded building a robot to actually performing at scale in the field is not a hurdle to be dismissed, right? You can have a fantastic team, fantastic engineers, but now you've got to take those people and get trained up people to go to the field and mobilized around the world to do these things. So that means you, if you're a robotics engineer and you've been working in a lab and you're out of school, you're a couple of years out of school and you've been doing these things nine to five and in maybe some late nights doing some testing. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you're going to Oklahoma for the next two months <laughs> and you're going to be underneath a wind turbine. Like that's a that's a big difference. Right. So it's difficult to transfer that and, and all the things that come with it. Right. It's not just the idea of like, oh, yeah, we're going to take our robot and go to the field. Now you've got to have an HSE plan. Now you've got to have vehicle inspections. Now you've got to have all of these things. Like it's not, it's not trivial. So kudos to the, to the guys who have made it. Like I've worked, I've personally worked with rope robotics right. in the field and they work, those guys work their asses off. They, they, they want to succeed They're And they're, they're good engineers. They're good at what they do. Um, any issues with robots that popped up? I mean, cause it, you know, the things are going to happen. Um, they're, they're on it. They were working all night to get these things back up and running for the morning. Um, and they successfully completed some campaigns for us. Uh, so it, it, just I say to anybody that's that's uh, entertaining this stuff, go to the field. Send some people to the field with when you're doing your trials, when you're doing your tests. Um, 
give these guys some breathing room, but also help them along uh, because this is the future of of the market. And in, in my opinion, it's like when drones started becoming mainstream or when they were just barely babies. Everybody's kind of, I don't know about this drone technology. And I was walking around preaching to everybody like you. It's like a train. Either get on board or get run over by it because it's going to happen. Um, and it did. And it is. Drones are everywhere now. Right. And, you know, every day you see a new new capability for them, whether it's in the wind industry or in the construction industry or, or you know, Amazon dropping packages at your front door or whatever. There's a, I'll tell you this one. There is a uh, place in Minnesota that delivers beer to ice fishermen with uh, a drone. So if you're out ice fishing no, on the lake genius. in the wintertime, winter you call up the bar and say, I need a six pack. Here comes a drone. will come out and drop it to you on the ice. <laughs> um, so, so the, that's, but with the shortage of technicians, like it's going to be a thing. So if also on the other side of it, yeah. if I was a technician and I was mildly interested at all in robots or, or uh, coding or anything tech wise, IT if I was a gamer or anything like that, I would be calling up these companies. I'd be digging in. I'd be trying to figure some of this stuff out myself because it'd be a cool thing to be a part of in the future. It'll be in high demand. It's going to be. Well, this has been a really good piece, Joel, and I appreciate you data dumping on us because there's just so much out there in terms of robots and activity. And if you're, if you're new to this and you haven't been up close to it, there's just a lot to process. So you're yeah. definitely right. And robots are going to become the future to do some of these routine repairs mm -hmm. and maybe some of the more diff difficult inspections, robots are going that way. And, and it's, it's time every, you know, gets on the internet, check some of these companies out, gives them a call yeah. and, and feel them out a little bit. See if they, you can use them on your next project. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 